0: director for the cheerleaders asked nine of the 13, 36 cheerleaders to
1: go out with sponsors that night, said that they were handpicked by these sponsors to basically um, go out to the mm-hmm. nightclub and entertain them. At the nightclub, a woman affiliated
2: with the, with the team who was a former cheerleader was encouraging these women to flirt and to drink alcohol with the sponsors, and that's where uh, many of these cheerleaders decided that they didn't want to come back as Redskins cheerleaders anymore.
1: Montana! Looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. Dwight Clark caught it!
0: Dwight Clark! It's a madhouse at candlestick.
1: Hey, Vinny Scully calling that uh, touchdown, the catch of yeah. Dwight Clark. You know why we have those two things together today? Why? Because the cheerleading thing represents the worst that the NFL has to offer. Mm-hmm. And what happened with Dwight Clark... Uh, a few uh, uh, recently, and Sports Illustrated has a story on this. And his old Forty ers teammates is about the best uh, that the NFL has to offer. First of all, New York Times today, Juliet, and I'm not sure if it's Messer or maker, uh and she's a great writer. And I yeah. should have—I've never met her. She's done some fantastic
2: stuff. And that was her um, on the soundbite yes. uh, with uh, Bob and Lee that, and outside and the lines today. And that's the
1: whole. She's done a bunch of stuff on the way cheerleaders are exploited in the NFL. Uh, You you get the job, and then you're... uh, uh, But the Washington Redskins uh, apparently took it to a new height. In 2013, they took their cheerleading squad to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. To an adults-only Occidental Grand Resort... And they took them there, and for going there, Costa- they received bleeping Rica. Yes. Costa Rica has a reputation for being rather soft on promiscuity. You know, romance. Because, well, that's uh, you know sometimes not fully aged romance i, uh, I, mean, okay, I only okay. know this by hearsay okay mm-hmm. but some of the cheerleaders said they were re- they, they went down there for allegedly for a photo shoot right uh for the redskins uh they some of them were required to be topless during the photo shoot others just wore body paint paint which might not have sounded so bad uh, if it was just the photographers, but they invited leering sponsors to sit there and watch the uh, naked gals. Uh, They brought a bunch of sponsors, sweet holders from FedEx. They flew them down there. Then they had a a party for them, and nine of the cheerleaders were apparently told by the – cheerleading supervisor whoever was in charge the coach that uh they were uh they were supposed to go to a party with their, these guys were at uh their participation did not involve sex the cheerleader said but they felt as if the array, arrangement amounted to pimpiness out read this story and here's what's disgusting uh the NFL uh, i got to find the exact wording here the NFL Now, in the Me Too generation, okay, you got this going on with the cheerleaders, and it's probably happening all over. A spokesman for the NFL said the league office, quote, has no role in how the clubs which have cheerleaders utilize them. Well, maybe you ought to set some kind of a standard, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Rather than, uh, you know, you're making, in in this generation, you're going to... Say, yeah, sure, fly your cheerleaders to some foreign country and have a bunch of old perverts sitting there watching them take, take nude photos. Do you
3: unbelievable? Do you think that this might be the beginning of the end of Daniel Snyder owning the team? Because, you know, forever he's been in, they've been begging him to change the name of yeah. the franchise. Well, and
1: in ninety nine, they said he basically Came in, and when he took over, they changed what the Redskins cheerleaders he said they basically turned them into pole dancers. Somebody said, Right, and ah. uh, you know, really risque and upgraded it to be cowboy like, you know. But uh, it's but you know, could I thought you were going to say, could this be the end of NFL cheerleading the way they? The way they well, I know uh, a lot of the they, team. The way they exploit these uh, women. There's been teams already
3: that have that have gone through this the past couple of years that have just said we're not going to do the yeah, same. Yeah, there's work.
1: stories on virtually happening mm-hmm. all over the country the way they exploit them. Yeah, uh, have, they exploit have we the heard chilliders. from
2: Daniel Snyder yet? Do we? Has, uh, he, made, has he released I, a I statement? I don't believe or it. Anything, uh, I'm sure he'll release
1: a statement. Now the other side of this. Read that in the New York Times today. By the way, uh, you can find it on the website. It's it, it'll make you puke about the NHL. Uh, NFL, NFL. Excuse me. What they say? NHL, NHL. Well, that's you know they got they got they got Chris Long in here defending Tom Wilson from <laughs> getting you were bring that up. <laughs> The guy you're... launched his shoulder into the guy's head. No, <laughs> their shoulders just hit and it moved up his body. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, the forty. You know, Dwight Clark has ALS, right? Yep. In uh, late April, a couple of months ago, Eddie Bartolo, who's got a ranch, big ranch in Montana, mm-hmm. sent out uh, invitations to uh, basically all his teammates who were still around, and uh, Dwight Clark. And they flew him in, and late April, had a fantastic turnout of, uh, of players, 27, 28 uh, uh, players, showed up and had a, a great weekend. now, Eddie... They had had a day for him last fall in uh, San Francisco, but apparently he had deteriorated as you do with ALS uh, extremely severely uh, to the point he was just gaunt and had lost like 80 pounds, but 27, uh, 49ers coaches staffers and teammates showed up in whitefish montana on april 22nd and hung out with uh, dwight clark for three days and uh and uh it started off as a as a sad event but it turned it in turned into storytelling sure. and uh sports illustrated uh chris ballard has a uh, fantastic long piece called what? the last huddle it's about basically these players coming. And even though you spend the whole weekend there with them and you're laughing, but what you're also knowing is this is the last this time is you're going to see, see him. See him yeah. Yeah. He, was he Montana were the tightest of tightest Was he of one of the really
3: first really respected and successful player-turned-front-office people in, in the NFL? Because he's the first one that I can remember.
1: Uh well he did I I I'd have to go back in an ancient sure. times so I don't George Hallis was a player well that's true eighteen yeah, twenties <laughs> but he did I mean he was
3: almost a better front office person and he was a really good tight end but he was almost a receiver wide receiver, wide receiver but he was almost a better uh, member of the front office than he was mm-hmm. as
1: a player. Well, it's uh, it's now of course uh, a lot of people wonder if there's a link between ALS and uh, football because football. Uh, there's been you know quite a few. We had Orlando Thomas, right? Yeah, and, that's uh, right. Wally Hilligenberg. Yeah, and there's been a there's been a few uh, Vikings uh, die of it uh, die of it uh, also. So. Uh, but anyway, it's a it's a great piece. The last huddle. It's on uh, SI. You can find that. Uh, so you had the good and the bad of uh, the NFL today. The uh, exploitation of cheerleaders, and here gr- comes Vegas in a grotesque fashion. Yeah, the cheerleaders for Las Vegas. We might. Uh, you know what? You don't need cheerleaders at Las Vegas. No, you're good. The enough. competition is too tough, right? You know what are the cheerleaders? How are the cheer cheerleaders going to titillate, as they say, right? That's an interesting choice of words. Well, that's what you do. That's true. That's what you do. I'm just trying to use the English language. I know. That's all. (laughs) You're very good at that. That's right.
4: Except when I'm saying, ophthalmologist. (laughs) Then I got a problem. Patrick, are the cheerleaders making real money now,
0: finally? No, they pay them a hundred bucks or something. They're still way underpaid. No, they
4: don't
1: pay them anything. They basically, you made it, and you can now go out and represent us for free at fan events. And have a bunch of 37-year-old... Porn freaks who uh, oh. love the Vikings yeah, and they show got, up
2: and yeah. glare at you. the NFL.
4: Got yeah. called out on this. What five years or more oh, it's ago, been right? Going on for
2: and they still haven't come around. Well, this billion-dollar right. industry, man, and yeah, we have nothing
1: know. to do with it. Uh, we we uh, we let them run. Uh, we let them run their own cheerleaders. So oh. the Packers don't have them, you know. Neither the Packers, do
3: the Steelers. Right? The Steelers yeah. don't have them either. No,
1: I think the Packers tried it for about three day, three years, and didn't work out too well. Go ahead, Kenny. No, I'm not. Okay. No, no, we're not. not doing this doing. is a serious That's conversation. True. Yeah. All right, we shall be back.
2: A deep drive to left field. Way back and gone. His first major league home run.
4: Are oh, you were here by Circle?
1: Wow, how uh, many days did Miguel wait to hit his first one? Uh, probably not that too long. That was when I came got on that July 2nd uh, is when he, he got called
2: up. And Pat, looking at the video of his first Major League home run and just seeing the way he was built then and now, That's the uh, point it I was just going to make. Unbelievable.
1: That is just the point I was going to make. I wanted oh. to write a column for tomorrow on Miguel and what can be done here what you know you can't write this off this is this is the guy we well, Judd and I had this discussion last night this if it doesn't turn out i think could be the biggest bust in the history of minnesota professional sports i can't mm. think of anybody who was this anticipated okay. and gave us this much hope immediate beyond hope certainty Sure. it was it wasn't a hope, it was certainty. yeah, I can't think of anybody who would top this because we knew he was going to be the cornerstone of the franchise. so now, and I didn't want it to be a hatchet job. I wanted it to be what can we do here? What can be done to to rescue this? And I talked to a couple of people last night who know him well, and uh, but i so now I go on the internet and look about at two thousand and fifteen. And I ran across the Parker Hageman was, they were doing a thing on the, all those Twins Daily guys Mm -hmm. used to be in the Star Tribune at Twin Centric or Twin Centric. Mm -hmm. And Parker Hageman had a video that appeared, the time stamp on it on the internet was like 12.35 a.m. on September 3rd. So from July 2 to September 2, that's two months, his first two months, he played in 50 of their 51 games, I think, or 51 or 52. Numbers were off this world, including 4.05 on base and 6.50 slugging or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was striking out, but, you know, not, but so, the but the video is, it, it makes you sad when you see what he looked like,
2: yeah,
1: you know he was probably two sixty then
2: mm-hmm.
1: but two sixty
2: but he was a solid gained, 260.
1: he was a he looked like an athlete, he looked like a base- he still looked like a baseball player and and you know, and the swing was just you know it's the bat was down here the bat wasn't up here where he's carrying it all the time it doesn't do much good on radio but the bat was down here the head was on top of the play you know on the head was in a position to hit not wasn't flying out and and he was quick i mean you tried to beat him inside he was quick those hands were were quick and, uh, now you could still strike him out with a high fastball if he had a lot of juice on it. And, but remember how he'd get himself in hitting counts too, you know, he wouldn't chase the pitch off the plate. And that's and where I was going to interject. His pitch recognition was, that's what everybody was talking because
3: about. Because when yeah. he was brought in, in 2015, I mean, Tory it was Torrey's last year or his yeah. first year back. and. There was just this sense of, of energy and excitement that we were all okay. This is what we were waiting for, yeah. and
1: that's what this current club is desperately in, in search of right and now. And he came out of Double A. You yeah. know, he played sixty six games. He he'd missed the entire season before. He came out and he played sixty six number games in Chattanooga, and I remember talking to, I think was Dougie manager.
3: Yeah, it was Mincevich,
1: and he was bored. You know, he was his numbers weren't huge. He was bored. He wanted to be in the big leagues, yeah. and he knew he belonged in the big leagues. And they called him up, and they, we ended up voting him the team MVP. But what's uh, ironic? Now nah, I don't want to use the word ironic. What's quite a coincidence is the day that Parker's uh, analysis of where his power up, you know, how he was becoming such a instant. Sensation appeared was when he he didn't play that day. He batted once and then he played the rest of the year. But that's when he started striking out and uh and he was and I believed the theory that that he was getting anxious. You know, he wanted, okay, I already got 18 home runs. I want to get 25, 26 You know what, Pat or, now? Or now or that you, 20, however many
3: he had, twenty five or twenty-four. Now that you mention that too, you wonder, at least I do anyway, as you were saying that. Sending him down, it it might not be the correct method because here here's what I'm going to get at. Unless he figures it out and realizes he cannot play at that weight to be successful in the big leagues, he can still play at that weight at AAA, yeah, Double well, A, Single A, and dominate. Well, That's going to be the I problem. People I
1: talked to last night say tough love is not going to work. He's a yeah. He's a, a deep behind it all. He's an insecure kid in a lot of areas. He's had. He's had people take advantage of him. He doesn't trust a lot of people, and mm-hmm. he's got to believe this is. I don't know. I'm, I don't know him well enough to say this, but people told me he's got to believe that you believe in him. If if you if hmm. he thinks you don't believe in him, and if he then he doesn't think he can trust you, and then so the hard nosed approach, uh, which I was recommending is. Is, is is not the answer. You know either. What?
3: I don't know what the answer. That was. reminds me no. of Randy. Randy was the same way. He didn't trust people. You but know, Randy was but Randy performed, and, and not right. only did Randy perform, but he also prepared. And he yeah, and yeah he, well,
1: Randy had a, Randy came from a situation where there were certain people Mom didn't like. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she kind of passed it along to him. But uh, Miguel is what i was also told and i've been told this 50 times he loves baseball he loves the clubhouse he loves it when the doors open he loves the guys he's a big big even when things aren't going he's a big gregarious teammate now when the clubhouse door opens and the media starts wandering around he generally disappears but uh uh, because i think he's feels like the media can't be trusted
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: uh he but he'll come to his locker and he'll lance but he'll but he doesn't he doesn't want to do that but when the doors closed he's everybody enjoys him and he enjoys everybody and he loves that atmosphere and he loves baseball but i think i don't think he has a i don't think he has the ability of focus you know i think it's okay i'm gonna do this and then you know i'm gonna get in shape i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do this and then 15 minutes later he's got a better somebody makes him a better offer mm-hmm. you know and uh so then he's, what? he's going to new york he spends a month in new york and he's got buddies in new york and he spends a couple months in the dominican and he's got buddies there he comes to fort Myers. he's got buddies in fort Myers, and uh so it's going to have to be Tory.
2: I I don't know. I don't think he, he just did. has a lot of different people just telling gained, him a lot of different things. He think? gained.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I think he's. Hey, come on, let's go out. You know. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, you know, he the reason these guys in my opinion, the reason they put him in right field was that uh, they thought that he would then lose some weight if he knew he had to play right field because he went from two fifty eight to two seventy. Dh and that's mm-hmm. it. they were gonna cut it off at the pass and obviously he's if, if you look at that video I recommend at the end of my column don't look at it it'll make you
2: yeah it'll make you weep because I looked at it it will make you the, the video of his first home run and I'm like it doesn't even look like the same guy no, no. does not even look like the same I, mean, I would think
1: can you I I couldn't think of anything more helpful they could do to them than say Miguel come in here I want to show you something. I want to show you how you looked on August first, two thousand fifteen, when you hit yeah. this four hundred and thirty foot home run. You know, I I don't know what's going to happen, but it would be a, a shame because the kid doesn't have anything else in his life, and the money that he got is not exactly set him up for life, from what I understand. So, uh, it would be it would be great if uh, if he could if the if the um, alarm would go off, but uh, I don't know. Right now, it doesn't look too good. We'll be back. Hey, Norm Clark, who's uh, the Mr. Nightlife in Las Vegas, will be with us uh, when uh, about uh, 440 or so. Fats Domino, he could make a comeback as a uh, as a Friday
4: musical guest uh, one of these uh, weeks. Uh, you get hard to beat. What's up there, Johnny Heights? Uh, well, this update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com/hire. Uh, Twins in Chicago tonight. Uh, in Chicago, Jake Odorizzi pitching for Minnesota. Ronaldo Lopez goes for the White Sox. Uh, Ronaldo's 0-2 on the season, but his ERA is below 2. Might rain, huh? Yep. Uh, guaranteed rate field is currently
3: has tarp out there, is mm-hmm. from what from my sources are telling me.
1: Uh, It looks like the nation would be heartbroken (laughs) if these two juggernauts got rained out. Had to play a doubleheader.
4: (laughs) All sixty-two hundred people. (laughs) We had somebody in the hallway earlier who's going back to Chicago to watch this series this Mm -hmm. weekend. It's supposed to be fifty-eight degrees there. I said you have fun at uh, seventy-seven here (laughs) over the weekend. Uh, It looks like Irv Santana will be back a little later than we originally expected. Uh, Twins manager Paul Molitor uh, saying today, what? What? (laughs) Apparently, he just started throwing, and they have to, uh, you know. Yeah. Get his arm back mm. into shape. He won't be back until early June, it looks like, in the twin starting rotation. They say he can't throw the slide ball for still a while because of the finger. Yeah. Originally, they thought he'd be back by early May. Uh, games today Atlanta completes their sweep of the Mets 11 to nothing of the final. Boy, that Met phenomenon ended in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Braves are. Only, pretty well, only mm-hmm. game and a half back. Mm. Uh, Julio Tehran had uh, seven hit, he, no hit innings good. today mm-hmm. in that ball game. Washington beat the Pirates three to one. The Yankees uh, just finished beating the Astros six to five. Yankees had to score three in the top of the ninth to win that ooh, one.
2: Ooh,
1: who
4: Ken? Uh, uh, what you did? uh you it? Kick. Giles? Giles, no. kick it up? he did no. not pitch. No, it wasn't that's, me. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the first thing I did was go check the box score to see if he punched himself again. Did mm-hmm. you guys see that yes, video? Yes, I mm-hmm. did. What an idiot. Punching him. Kenny is looking at me quizzically. He walked off the mound, Kenny, after giving up the lead and hit himself. Mm-hmm. Punched himself. I do that every single day on the way home. <laughs> every day,
1: man. When you think of that one-liner that you didn't use, that uh, was similar to constipation. Boom! Right? Smack <laughs> myself right in the face. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: I deserve it. Cleveland and Toronto are tied at seven in the sixth. Kansas City leads Detroit ten to six, and uh, Arizona and the Dodgers tied at one in the sixth inning. I'm like that, you know. I file a column, and suddenly out of
1: three a.m., I'll think of a better cheap shot, and that's too late. <laughs> <laughs> so irritating drives me crazy. It. You get up and do your business and say, damn it, why didn't I use that? That would have made him even better."
4: Every radio guy does that, right? Yes. They have to. You think of yeah. a line five hours later yes, that you wish you'd said. Or sometimes you go, God, I can't believe I said uh-huh. that on the radio. <laughs> uh, the Mariners announced today: future Hall of Famer Ichiro Suzuki is moving to yep. the front office. In other words, he's, they uh, they needed the roster spot. They said, each, yep. each thanks for your Two months, but it's uh, not going to work. He's over. He'll be a special assistant to the chairman. Uh, the release press release doesn't formally declare he's retiring, but the team says uh, this precludes him from returning to the active roster. In they'll put
1: him on the, uh, if they're home and they're out of the race at the end of the year, yep. they'll put him on the roster and have each day and have him play or get in a bat or something.
4: Huh. Jason Zucker, one of three finalists for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. That uh, trophy goes to the NHL he ain't player, it. Who best exemplifies leadership He's qualities. He's not winning it. They got the
1: Sedin brothers nominated, uh-huh. and this is their last season. That's tough competition,
4: right? Yep. Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, it goes to the... Uh, a person who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice has made a no. Doesn't count the playoffs, huh? Okay. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> contribution
4: wow. in the community. Wow. Uh, the other two award finalists, the P.K. of Nashville as uh, Patrick said that. see I
1: didn't have to wait till the middle of the morning to think of that cheap shot I came right to me yeah. so are, are it's
2: both beautiful. the sedine brothers are they both hanging they're it both up right? yeah. Yeah, yeah they
1: do every, there's, there's a strange relationship
2: they've been on the, like the stupid. same line yes, together yes, forever. Yes, forever yeah it's yes, weird sir. one year one brothers. guy
1: was the leading scorer and the next year the other guy was the leading scorer in the league and stuff Yeah, mm. trying to listen to the song <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ran across that movie again the other day and had to watch about 20 oh, minutes oh god it's great yeah the IIHF old time hockey. <laughs> this Machine
3: stole my bleeping
1: quarter. Yeah. <laughs> who's the character actor? Struther, is that Struther No, that's uh, who's who's the, who's the old who's the guy who's the
4: running the team. He's
1: one of the great character actors of all time. The old
4: guy, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. God, he's funny.
4: The IIHF World Championship starts Friday in Denmark. Uh, there's some wild players in it, and Minnesotans too. Uh, Mikhail Granlund will captain Team Finland. Winger Nino Niederreiter will skate for Switzerland. And the prospect Kirill Kaprazov is on Russia's roster. And Team USA has four players from Minnesota. Detroit defenseman Nick Jensen, Rangers defenseman Neil Pionk, Islanders winger Anders Lee, and Canadians goalie Charlie Lindgren.
1: That's enough, Johnny. Thank Go you. Know. Uh, Norm Clark coming up. Norm Clark has covered uh, nightlife in Vegas for two decades. And uh, we finally have a real pro sports team in Las Vegas. The start of a wave of real pro sports teams. What kind of an impact are the Golden Knights making in that town, sir?
0: Well, uh, hello, Patrick. Hello, it's always Norm. great to chat with you. Yes, sir. Um, I think they, uh, the Golden Knights, have far exceeded what anyone imagined. I think that the um, at the um, at at best they were hoping that they could, uh, that they had a three-year um, lead on the um, on the Raiders and they could get a a real foothold and all. Um, I don't think anybody would have ever <laughs> predicted what what has happened. The town has gone absolutely gaga. Um, they, we got sell-out crowds. Their, their tickets now are the highest-priced uh, uh, playoff tickets. I think by probably over a hundred dollars <laughs> than most other places. That's Vegas, of course. Yeah. And um, nothing's cheap anymore. <laughs> uh, no deals here anymore, I'm afraid. Um, but no, it's uh, it's just uh, it, it, it it it's really you know one of the things it goes back to is that. UNLV yes, right. fell so fast yeah. and the city just really didn't have a team to rally around. And we got over 2 million people yeah. and a lot of them were from other parts of the country. And um, the one thing I have found over the years, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, you can move somebody uh, from Pittsburgh to the twin cities, and they'll still they'll still go out and watch the the wild and maybe cheer for their their uh, their um, their team. But I mean, the point is they'll pay. They'll, they're they're fans. They mm-hmm. will they will show up and fill a seat. And uh, uh, we've certainly seen that here. Oh we've, yeah, I saw uh,
1: that. I saw that when Edmonton showed up, they basically the entire city invaded Vegas, even if they weren't going to the hockey game.
0: Right. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, the other thing, I'll throw this out there real quick. One of the things that I think is really brilliant is that the, uh, uh, league is, uh, the, uh, um, NFL and, uh, NHL are talking about trying, or the, uh, I know that the Las Vegas Visitors and, and Convention Authority are talking with both leagues saying, why don't we, if the Buffalo Sabres are coming in, why don't we match them up on a weekend when the Buffalo Bills are playing, and that way you have the fans come in, see hockey. Ooh, that'd be on great! Well, Friday well. night, and then you, then they're here for a couple days, and and um, see the game. I am not sure what kind of condition they're going to be in by Sunday, <laughs> especially if it's a Sunday night game.
1: <laughs> hey, Norm. Now here's the question: If if there's a nights game down, I mean, first of all, are the casinos buying tickets and giving them to their customers, and they're going to hockey games, or oh, do they absolutely. got sweets, oh, or is yeah. that what's there's going on?
0: Unprecedented uh, cooperation, and I mean, uh, it's still this town still runs around what a, what the high rollers want, yep. and they 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 get taken care of okay so uh
1: i i so the you know uh whichever one of them the mirage or somebody's got uh got a suite there at the hockey game and if and if you're in town and want to go to the hockey game that's fine but okay well now when these playoff games are going on this town is never going to stand still but if you go into the sports books they got people in
0: there cheering for the nights yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, they're, they're cheering when I, whatever team, they they on, for <laughs> yeah, <sure>. yeah.
1: <laughs> but how about now? Who's going beyond those, the high rollers. Okay. Is what we have in Minnesota here are the suburban families with two kids.
0: Uh, going to the games. Are you getting those in Vegas? Well, you know, I know that we've had conversations before and, and I've said that the, uh, the knock on, uh, we always thought the knock on Las Vegas would be that it's a, a very unusual situation. We have a three shift city. Yes. And that we didn't think the, the some people put forth the, uh, the idea that, um, that Las Vegas would never be able to, get with that other third split off sure they would never be able to get the dad who could the night shift dad who could take his kid or kids yep. to the game well i don't know i don't know uh, who's keeping work, working huh? out but uh <laughs> since those kids are coming with somebody because we uh, there every night they're showing uh the video screens with uh, three kids uh from all ages and um, it's just been uh, it's been mind blowing to see uh, the reaction. Hey,
1: Norm, uh, two million people in town. How many uh, have jobs based on being involved in the in the in the in the casino and the gambling and the entertainment industry? And how many guys are just going to work at some office
0: someplace? Patrick, and, I think I knew that uh, those sort of demographics. Um, I I have mm-hmm. to, you know, I have to believe it's a pretty. It's a pretty good number, but I don't think it's as high as you would think. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, uh, you know, up in this stratospheric numbers.
1: Yeah, I think the people in, uh, I mean, people, most people think that that's all Vegas has. But you got two million people. You got suburbs. You got you got right. regular
0: regular folk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, what
1: is the? Uh, uh, you think. Uh, You know the NBA has got to be eating its heart out to see the NHL getting this kind of response in Las Vegas, Uh, the the NFL coming to town. Do you you think sports is going to help the? You know, by the number of people that they bring in on a weekend, it's going to increase the number of people coming to town.
0: If if you mean by sports is hockey's, um, how hockey is done here is going to accelerate the arrival of the NBA. My answer is absolutely. Yes. I don't think there's any question. We you know, we already know the Raiders are coming in here in, in a year and a half. And um so um, um My- I, I, I NBA might even be here before the, well, <laughs> yeah. they won't be here before the Raiders, but they might be here simultaneously. They've got the women's uh, the uh, W N B A yeah. Game.
1: Where are they gonna play?
0: They're gonna play at Mandalay Bay. Okay. And um I, I've always thought, from the minute I heard that they were coming, that that this was the deal that the um, a, NBA made with uh, with the uh, um, MGM people. That okay. we would really like to have a practice team. You okay. know, a uh, see how it not, works. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. a um, hey. um, rehearsal sort of thing.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, Norm, uh, what? Uh, where is the arena? In uh, you know, how far from the Strip?
0: It's right on the strip. Oh, it's really? Right between um, it's right between New York, New York, and uh, um, oh gosh, Monte Carlo. Oh, okay. I think they're calling so it the in, park now. so. What did we knock down then? Uh, nothing. There okay. was some space really? in there, if I remember right. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, okay. They, so I haven't location. been out
1: for about seven or eight years. Would I recognize the place?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you still would. Uh, there's definitely, I mean, we haven't had a lot of new casinos go up, but we've think, we've got, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, another seven or eight years you might not recognize <laughs> it because the, uh, the Venetian, uh, people, Adelson wants to, they want to put up a big concert place, um, uh, 18,000, 16,000, um, arena. And then uh, there's another place over here on the, uh, right on the strip as well that claimed that they can make it without a, um, a pro sports team, just on booking, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, entertainment acts. And so um, I think it's going to probably be some questions. So about, are these
1: hockey players, our guy Eric Halla and some of the are they heroes in town? Do they, mm-hmm. if they
0: if they show up for dinner, everybody, mm-hmm. are they getting applause or what's uh, going on? You know, I, I I I used to, when I was doing the column uh, six or yeah. seven days a week, I used to get sightings like that. I'm I'm sure that's the case. All I know is that when they when they swept um, the Kings, I think it was when they uh, when they left for L.A., they had a send-off (laughs) form and they showed a video that somebody uh, from the um, uh, Knights got in the car and and they they showed them leaving and it was like a presidential parade. (laughs) That's right. I mean, kids out of school uh um, moms you know soccer moms you know waving everybody mm-hmm. in gear i mean i guess the knights are leading the uh leading the nhl in in uh, merchandise sales yeah and yeah, um, unbelievable yeah it's
1: uh, well uh if we can get remarkable. the uh, Norse if we can get the wild to play there at a better time of year they didn't get them out there until march uh, we're we're going to have to get out there it sounds fantastic hey norm oh. thanks for your time sir
0: I'd love to see you, Patrick. Thanks All right,
1: I'll let you know if we're showing up. Appreciate right. it very much. All right, the great Norm Clark uh, left sports writing. He was in the Denver. He was a notes columnist at the Denver Rocky Mountain News in Denver. Mm-hmm. Went to Vegas. Yep, they made him the nightlife editor. He was there for. He's done it. He did it for twenty years. And he hasn't left. That was a that was a upgrade <laughs> in duties. You know, now he would. He had every casino in town calling him and saying this guy ate dinner at this place. Mm-hmm. But he was constant, twenty four hours a day. But uh, but that was a good job rather than writing about the Rockies or something. Yeah. You know, writing about Vegas, baby, oh, would have killed me. But it uh, would have been great. We'll be back.
4: Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And <laughs> now.
1: On this day in history, May 3rd, 1933, the great James Brown was born, and uh, of course, uh, the godfather of soul, Mr. Dynamite, and his favorite nickname, the sex machine, uh, was another one. And the, the minister of the new, new, super heavy funk was, uh, he also called himself that when he was introduced. Now, it's interesting because I was going a completely different route for today's, uh, uh, um, this day in history, because on this day in history, Nicola Machiavelli was born in 1469. And of course... He was the guy who came up with the in the in the novel. The prince came up with the uh, theory that you would do anything to get elected. Basically, you would you would insult any group. And uh, I found some Donald Trump uh, rhetoric about. The keeping all, all muslims out of the country when mm-hmm. he did that mm-hmm. and uh i thought that would be pretty good cuz hey machiavelli has to be donald's hero but then i ran across james brown and you got yeah if it's this day in history you always got to go with james. you got to go with me too you got your choice between james brown and machiavelli hey, you got to go with james brown that's right, right. the great james brown When did he leave this vale of tears? I not too long ago. No, it
3: wasn't because I remember being on the air when in this building. He died on
1: Christmas Day, two thousand six. Yeah, man, he didn't make it there. Well, James Brown. This
3: day in history.